This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Sasha Lizmi, CEO at Yubo. Sasha, welcome to the PSFAPS podcast. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Terrific. It's really great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming. All right. So even if you are a tech pundit who has been following all stories about social media companies, inevitably you stumble upon a breaking story about Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, the talks about their negative impact on our society, on teenagers' mental health, or even on democracy itself. You may get an impression that there's no way you can design a social network differently, so you won't get a, that flip side. But that's not the case. Sasha will tell us exactly how it's possible to achieve. But we always begin with the intro on our guest. Please tell us about yourself, your background. Sure, sure. So my name is Sasha. I'm a co-founder and CEO of uh, Yubo. And it's been 10 years that I'm building application with the same co-founder, with the same mission of improving the way of how people connect and interact online. And we met at the university. We've done a bachelor in science in mathematics together. And this is where we built our first consumer product. It was an hypergelocative group chat app where people mm-hmm. could communicate anonymously. And it didn't work because we had not enough traction. So after this project, we joined an engineering school and we built a second product uh, with a very simple concept where you can meet one person per day, either mm-hmm. for networking or for friendship. And we built this product during two years. It didn't work also because we didn't have enough engagement. Right. And then... Just after that, we, we launched Yubo in uh, October 2015. That's awesome. So you've been trying to this concept of social media app for several times, and Yubo is the one that is actually taken out for you, right? Yes, exactly. Like Yubo is just an iteration of what we've done since uh, 10 years with my co-founder, and we always had the same mission. That's never give up. Get back to the whiteboard, as they say try different things, analyze your mistakes, and move forward, you're going to get it. All exactly. Right. Now tell me about Yubo. What do you guys do? What goals are you trying to achieve with it? And how is it different from other social networks? Because to be honest, before this conversation, before we got in touch on LinkedIn, I didn't know about the social platform such as Yubo before. Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it's a kind of normal because we target the Generation Z and 99% of our users are between 13 to 25 I'm years certainly old. Certainly not a Generation Z, that's for sure. I'm not either, so, 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 so that's, uh, that's okay. But basically, Yubo is a, is a social platform to socialize online all around the world and design for Generation Z. So it's a public space where you have small group of people that are interacting publicly through video, audio, and chat in real mm-hmm. time based on the people inside of the group and the topic of the conversation. And our mission is really to take the best of offline interaction and add to that the power of the technology to make sure that our users will connect instantly with the right group of people 
anywhere in the world at any time in a very safe environment. And we target the Generation Z because this is the most connected generation in the world. There is no difference for them between online and offline. And they have exactly the same need of socializing online than offline. And that's why we are building Yubo. And we do not compete with any messaging platform that are here to connect you with your network and interact with them privately. And we do not compete with any other social platform like Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, that are all about content, performance, and individual behavior. So mm-hmm. on those platforms, you have a lot of followers, and at some point you are interacting poor interactions because it's all about likes, views, comments, right. and it doesn't represent how the society works today. So that's why we are building you. We are building a platform where youth can be themselves and can express themselves as they would do in real life in order to socialize, edit, and create their network. So I'm getting the impression you guys paying more attention to psychology of our interaction. You're trying not to repeat the mistakes of those folks who did it before you and either from a get-go or at some point steer it away from their initial idea and began just pouring more money and basically just looking for an engagement uh, to you know, increase revenue. Like the original idea collapsed. But you don't want to give people safe space which is especially true and important for Gen Z, which has been dealing like with all problems we're dealing, you know, being you know millennials or older, but they're not that ready to all these problems. So you have to be more careful, give them safer space to communicate, right? Right, right. Safety is, is our main priority, you uh, will. And as our mission is really to reproduce the way of how you socialize offline, online, we want to keep the same rules you have offline in a public space online. Mm-hmm. And we have amazing tools online to protect our community and our users that are at some point even more powerful than the tools we, we have offline. And that's why we have very strict guidelines on the platform. As the sign-up, we are doing age verification to put oh. our users in the right age group and mainly to separate under 17 to over 17, 17 from the, the platform. And then we have we are moderating everything on the platform that is visual or textual with strong algorithm. We have a team all around the world of safety specialists that are reviewing everything from the reports community or from our algorithm and that are even investigating what we should have thought before it has been reported. And mm-hmm. we are going even beyond simple moderation, because we are educating our users by sending them real-time alerts. Like, for example, if someone is sending his phone number, we are going to send an alert to say, hey, this is a private information. You should not send this information right. to anyone. Are you sure think you twice. want to send this to, to this person? Yes, exactly. Because we think that we have a responsibility to educate our users to how to behave online and how to be safe online. That's the music for my ears to hear that somebody says we're taking a responsibility and he doesn't mean it. So you guys have any local competitors? Are you, uh, I realize you guys French-based, but do you, you said you you have a team all over the world, so you do operate in, in other languages, right? Yeah, we, we do operate in, uh, in other languages. We have 
offices in uh, Paris, London, uh, New York City, and Jacksonville in the U.S. And we have, as you said, people uh, working all around the world for 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 Yubo. And actually, most of our users are based in North America and in English-speaking uh, country, like mm-hmm. the U.K. in all these countries, Australia, New Zealand. And because as on Yubo, it's all about socializing. The most important thing is the language. And when we have users speaking English, as we have more users in English-speaking countries, it's easier to, to launch a country when they do speak English. Gotcha. And I think it's really important to actually verify the age before letting somebody to register because we all know what age verification means on Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, on paper, on electronic paper. In theory, it should work, but in reality, we know how many teens, uh, like folks who are not supposed to be on those platforms, actually there because they could easily fake their you know, verification process could be quite easy. And I do like that you guys pay attention in making sure that they are in age when they can be on the platform. That's great. So what is a business model? Because one of the core problems that underline other social media sites, and I would say the biggest one, is their business model. The advertising model is based on people's attention, and we all know what kind of consequence you're getting. Just take a look at Facebook and see, and you will see what I mean. So, what is your business model? So, we don't have any ads on the on the platform. Yubo uh, is ad free, and we choose to have a freemium model. So, everything is free on the platform, mm-hmm. but you can have paying option or you can have a subscription to get some other option that would increase your experience and your engagement on the platform. So there is some paying feature that will make sure that uh, you will socialize faster on the on the platform. So can you tell me a little bit more about your subscription options, what folks can get uh, for that paid option? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So, so it's, it's a kind of the same model of, uh, of gaming platform. So, for example, we we have a, a feature called the boost. So you have the whole list of all the group that are mm-hmm. in real time uh, in the feed, and in a group, any participant can pay to boost the group, and only two groups can be on the top of the list of the group. Those are the ones that have the highest number of boosts in it. So. It's like being in the VIP room when you have a hundred of boosts and you are the, the top one, then you are at the top of the list and only two groups can be at the top. No one is making money from this feature. Any participant in the group can pay for this feature. And it's like having the biggest bottle in a, a nightclub. When you have mm-hmm. the biggest bottle, you are in the VIP room. When you are in the VIP room, you have pe- more people around you. And it's not to have the maximum number of participants in the room, but it's to have people that are coming back and forth in your room and it creates more interactions in uh, in your room. Got it. Did you consider at any point to go with a paid model? You know, basically charge your you know platform users, let's say two or three bucks like other platforms do. I realize that no social media platform at this point does charge its users. But I would say, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime or other folks who are charging bit of money and once again no no ads are being involved 
Yes, this is this is exactly what we are doing. So, but but the whole platform is free, and there is some paying feature like the boost, yeah. and yeah. some users can pay for it. We are not making all our users paying users, but we only have a few amount of users that, that are paying users, and it's enough for for us to to to, to create the, the company. And at some point, as the feature we are making paying feature are a way to increase the experience of some users. If everyone has this feature at some point it won't increase the experience of the one that are using the feature at this moment so we can only give the feature to a few amount of users that are paying users and it's a win-win for everyone because we are making money from it and our users when they pay they have a return over investment which is having a better experience gotcha um uh, uh, totally makes sense um now let's switch the gears a little bit to tell me about how Uber has been navigating the COVID times. It's it's just a question I I cannot not not uh, live out. Or what what was the hardest part uh, comparing the 2020 and this year? Where do you stand with COVID today? Do we see more or less users, uh, more or less engagement on the platform? Of course. So, so for us, what you what you need to 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 understand is that our users are mainly using Uber during the weekend, after school, or after work, after university, or during holidays. Mm-hmm. So, with a strict lockdown that we had, uh, for example, in, in France, we are seeing more engagement on the platform during the day because it's like a, another big holidays and it's every day, uh, Sundays. So, so for us, when we have strict lockdown in the countries. We see, of course, more engagement on the on the platform. In, and in 2020, during the first semester, we've seen 400 percent of increase over engagement on the on the platform because of the strict lockdown, which is actually what we are seeing during summer holidays or Christmas holidays mm-hmm. on the on the platform. So, for us, it was like a, having another big holidays and it increased engagement and now we are back to normal and we were here before the pandemic and we were still growing and having a lot of engagement and it continues today. Just from from the top of your head, uh, did you basically get back to the same level, you know, pre-COVID? Are you still, you know, you, you see a more level of engagement, um, kind of, uh, you know, going through the COVID, you're pretty much at the same place where you've been before the COVID. Or you can... No, no, no. We, of course, of course, we increase. Mm, And the more users we have, the more engaged they are. So Mm -hmm. when we are increasing the number of uh, engagement and users in the platform, we stay at at those level of uh, engagement after that. Got you. Uh, let's talk about the platforms a little bit. We all know that like the whole mobile world has been divided between two giants, iOS and Android. So I assume you guys have the app for both platforms, right? Yes, we are available for both platforms, but most of our users are on iOS. Uh, it's like uh, almost 80% of our users are on iOS and 20% on Android. And this is something we 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 are working on to have uh, at least fifty fifty percent on both platforms. Do you have any idea, or are you trying to still trying to evaluate and uh, understand why that that's the case? Why people are mostly on the iOS side? Yes, I think it's a it's a part of our fault because uh, at the beginning we didn't have any uh, 
Android developers. So mm. we were three co-founders and one was doing the iOS app and the other one is doing the, the backend and I was doing the, the rest. So we started with an iOS platform and not an Android platform. And we have always been on iOS. So at some point, uh, we were iOS first and we are trying to change that with the Android team we we have. And we are also... Most of our users, I mean, most of our users are based in the US and in North America, where mm. it's a, an iOS first country. So that also might be a reason why we have more iOS users than Android users. Um, but this is something that will change in the future for, for sure when we, uh, for example, we increase our users in South America or in Asia, where oh, it's yeah. uh, more Android first. That's uh, that's totally true, and that's right. If I remember correctly, the majority of uh, teenagers in North America are on iPhones, so that's kind of a in, in, inevitable. You're going to be uh, seeing the dominance of iOS uh, in the user base. Now, let's take a quick look in the future. I know it's really hard, especially in these COVID times, but how do you see your platform? Uh, how it's going to be? updated, improved to move forward in let's three, five years in the future. Any plans, like any like just a thumbnail sketch, not not specifics, but just directionally. Yeah. So Yugo is the only social network, you know, that allows young people to socialize in real time. Mm-hmm. And in three to five years, uh, Yugo will socially inspire and enable a new generation to discover the world and themselves. And we will continue our mission. Uh, to be inspired by the best of offline interactions and powered by digital possibilities to fix online social interactions for a new generation. That's that's a novel goal because uh, we've been having so many problems with um, how kids have been interacting with di- digital media. It's not easy and we've heard about many problems with uh, adults um, dealing with uh, mobile technology, but for teenagers, it's especially hard and um, yeah, so we definitely need more apps like you guys do in this world. Okay, we've covered the major topic at the table. And there are just a few more questions that I always ask every guest on the show to help the audience know my guests a little bit better. So here we go. Just question number one is this. What smartphone do you have now? And um, are you on the... Have you been switching between iOS and Android or just staying one side all the time? Uh, yes, so I I have an iPhone 12 Max. Um, I have always been on iOS. I'm mainly using iOS, but I also have a, an Android that I'm using to test the Yugo Android uh, application. Okay, and let's uh, get back in time. What was your first mobile phone? I think my first mobile phone was a Nokia uh, 3310. Uh, it's a very old one. Uh, I think may, maybe one of the first uh, uh, I can Nokia mobile re- remember that one. I think I own it at some point too. And yeah, one thing I would still be missing would be its battery life. I wish my iPhone 11 would, would have the same battery life. <laughs> Okay, imagine right now you've left your smartphone home for some reason. What would be the most missing missing feature for you? I think like the being able to be cold or something like that, because uh, this is what you can do 
on the phone that you cannot do on your on your on your computer. And uh, I would miss also testing Uber because I, I can we don't have a, a desktop platform yet. Mm. Got it. Uh, now, when you're looking at your iPhone, and do you have any, you know, mental requests? Wouldn't it be great if this thing can do this or that? Uh, could be hardware, software, and um, like I'm not uh, asking specifically. Uh, are you thinking about? this thing being able to do more, probably less, because we're, we're looking for this balance between using the device, you know, um, just uh, kind of a healthy balance, uh, using this thing as a tool uh, and not being addicted to this thing. On the other end, um, you're looking for, you know, more better life and stuff like that. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it can be can be good to to to, to know when I'm I'm doing something useless on my phone and, and I could do something uh, uh, that are adding value to 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 myself or to 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 my company. But this is something very complicated to have. Gotcha. All right. Before I let you go, just very very final question: How can people get in touch with you and more get uh, more information about what you do? So our website is full of information about the latest news on the application. Um, you can also find Yubo directly on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. And mm-hmm. if you want to contact me personally, I'm very present on, on LinkedIn. So if you add me and let the uh, small messages about the podcast, then I will uh, add you back for sure. Terrific. Thank you. Thank you for coming on our podcast. It was great. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Art, for the question. It was great. Bye-bye. And that was Sasha Lazimi, CEO at Hubo. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. More of these episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.